wherever you go, however you go. For energy on the go, it's got to be 5-Hour Energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. 5-Hour Energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Hey, School King Nation. You've heard us talk a lot lately about statroute.com. I have not seen another stat service come close to what they provide. It's the stat service that we here at Skull King use for all of our articles and our podcasts. Right now, you can get a free trial by going to statroute.com for a couple days to get used to how to work with their search filters. Once your free trial is over, you can use the promo code SKULKINGFF to get 25% off your subscription for the rest of the 2018 NFL season. So sign up today and get the fantasy stats that you need to rule your league. Again, go to statroute.com, that's S-T-A-T-R-O-U-T-E.com, and use the promo code SKULKINGFF, that's SKULKINGFF, to get 25% off your 2018 NFL subscription. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. I got my brother Justin with me. Go ahead and say hi, Justin. Hello, everybody. I'm officially no longer uh, O and fill in the number. I'm not 0-5 in, uh, in one of my work leagues. Uh, thank you, uh, Alvin Kamara, for uh, pooping the bed, I guess you could say. So. I think it was more of a thank you, Mark Ing- thank you, New Orleans Saints offense, for basically running everything through Mark Ingram. Well, Andrew Breeze, and, and thank you, Traquan Smith, for <laughs> catching everything so that drives were short and it was either Ingram or Traquan Smith. Yes, so... Um, just to kind of to piggyback off that, what a night! Really, just the history that we were able to see tonight. Yes. In this game, uh, Drew Brees becomes the all-time passing leader. Uh, was it? He finished the game. Now he has in his career seventy-two thousand one hundred and three pass yards. And let's be honest: at this rate, if you were to going. If he were to say play another three years with the way that they have built this offense, he could still throw for only three thousand play three years, throw for only three thousand yards a game instead of his usual four to five a year, a year or a year, a game, year. A game is great fantasy numbers. Yeah, sorry, I'm in a year, three thousand game, three thousand yards a year instead of the four to five that he'd been on that stretch. And he'd still finish in three years with over 80,000 pass yards. Yeah, I'm convinced he does 80, personally. Unless they win the Super Bowl this year and he's like, okay, I'm good. I'm that done. was it. I'm done. I, I have everything I needed. <laughs> I go out on top in every category imaginable, uh, and I'm done. The only thing missing tonight was his 500th career touchdown pass. Which, he needed four. He threw three. Which they were definitely trying for, but then the two-minute warning hit, and then they're like, eh, we're not going to get him hurt. So or run up the score against Washington. Which So, yeah, so from the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast, not that Drew Brees is ever going to hear this, 
But no, he'll hear it. He'll hear it. He'll hear it. <laughs> Congratulations, Drew Brees. Just the um, immense amount of working hard to get to where he's at. And was it? I, I was reading up on him a little bit. An injury is how he became the starting quarterback in high school. Yes. Wasn't highly recruited and ended up having to go to Purdue. Wasn't drafted early because he was only, well, his stats may say six foot. He is five foot ten. Yes. Um, and then, you know, you get into the pros where he had, he had, was doing pretty good for San Diego. Yeah, he was doing good. And on like a n- not necessary play in the last game of the season, he gets his shoulder all torn up. San Diego releases him. They draft Eli Manning, who doesn't want to play for them, so they trade with the Giants to get Phillip Rivers. We're dating ourselves with that whole fiasco. <laughs> okay, but this is, this is that year. This yeah. is that year. Yeah. Um, and Drew Brees ends up not the, – or the Miami Dolphins, who have now suffered with Ryan Tannehill and Jay Cutler and a whole bunch of other messes over the last you know, 14 years decide not to sign Drew Brees because they just don't trust his shoulder. And look what he has done with the New Orleans Saints. So, I kind of want to do that Kermit the Frog. Yeah, that's none of my business. <laughs> none of my business as you sip your tea. For those of you who watch uh, the YouTube, uh, yeah, go check that out. I just did that with my coffee. <laughs> so, all right. Well, again, congratulations to Drew Brees. Just – a phenomenal career. Yes. And and really one of the good guys in the NFL. So yes. all right. So that being said, uh, for the rest of the show, we've got a little bit of the uh, the headlines to go through. We've got our waiver wire madness that we'll be going through tonight, and then uh, that'll be it. We'll uh we'll uh let's get this thing going. Yep. All right, so for today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right, so we'll start here. Marlon Mack with his hamstring is uh, did participate in Monday's practice. To be honest, I don't know how much they play him with Naheem Hines playing the way he is. Uh, if he's healthy, I think they play him because they need to develop some sort of running game and Hines has been great in in the passing game, but really the Colts so far this season have really struggled to run the ball successfully on the ground. So yeah. and that's I think that's where Mac will prove most valuable in a game this week. Okay. If he plays. Yeah, if he plays. Which from what I hear may still not be the case this next weekend. Yes. Yeah. May not be the case. Uh the Athletics' Michael Lombardi reports that the Dolphins are shopping Devontae Parker. Uh, we also, what was it, uh, Fong, uh, our running back writer, he did a little research into it. He actually saw someone else um, deny that report, that they are not actually shopping Devontae Parker. So, I mean, we know that he hasn't done a whole lot. So, for right now, he is still not fantasy-relevant. 
Yeah, it's it's like uh, we'll, we'll get to another uh, uh, bit of news where uh, there are claims that someone is looking to trade for someone, but then it is denied. So it's all smoke and mirrors. It, it is what the NFL is uh, in terms of kind of the gamification of this. But to me, I think the Dolphins need to keep him. He's been in uh, just on the cusp of breaking out. Uh, I think this could have been his year uh, had he not had the injury. Uh, things are kind of in flux. Miami has played horrible the last couple of weeks uh, while he's been in it. I don't think that has anything to do with him. Um, but it's really a, a full wide receiving core. So uh, it, it would not shock me if they shop him or if they trade him. But it also would not shock me if they keep him on the roster the rest of the season. Okay. I Texas go 50-50. Texans coach Bill O'Brien expects Lamar Miller to play in week six. And while Lamar Miller owners may rejoice, don't forget that Donta Foreman's coming in week seven. Yeah, don't rejoice for too long. And we'll, we'll talk about that later in the, in the madness. All right. Uh, more bad news for the Jacksonville Jaguars after, you know, knowing about Leonard Fournette and his his issues with his hamstring that he's going to it's been uh, already been noted that he is going to miss this next Sunday's game against the Cowboys Ryan or was it uh, Corey Grant ends up getting put on the IR Liz because fractured. of his Liz because of his Liz Frank uh fracture or whatever in his foot now the Jaguars have announced that tight end Austin Safarian Jenkins is going on IR However, uh, ASJ is eligible to return later. Um, hasn't been that fantasy relevant this year, to be honest. Yeah, not really involved. They're, they're oh. really doing uh, either three wide receivers or they're using them for run blocking. That's basically his involvement this year. Pretty much. Uh, speaking Monday, Greg Olson confirmed that he is expected to return for week six but said he is – uh, he expects to require surgery at the end of the season. This makes me really nervous to have him. Uh, he's had to have surgery, I think, at the end of the season every year for the last two or three years. So if, if I am a Greg Olson owner personally, I would look to move him for almost anything I can get at tight end. Yeah. Trade him on name value alone. Um, speaking Monday now for all of us fantasy owners who have been yelling and screaming about the Packers to run the ball with Aaron Jones, uh, Mike McCarthy in a interview today said that he would love to get Aaron Jones more work, but that quote, there's more to the position than just running the football. Basically that means that his pass blocking is what's keeping him off the field. Coach speak is 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 what I take that as. Um, I think that's more. Um, I think that's more about McCarthy being frustrated after a tough loss uh, to the Lions this last week. I think Aaron Jones is fine. His pass blocking has been okay. I think he may have struggled this last week. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and look at the film. But uh, of the three running backs. Aaron Jones is the most talented at being a running back of those three. So 
it says on here, someone, someone posted in, in a chat room uh, that Pro Football Focus actually has Aaron Jones' pass protection score at 100. That's something we're going to have to look up. Yeah, well, well I, I use Pro Football Focus, and I can confirm that, uh, which is why it's puzzling that Mike McCarthy said it. That's why I said that this is – I think this is more the frustration of the tough loss. Um, if there's anybody to – be upset at it would be Mason Crosby but he's a he's a all-time kicker not someone to to troll like Twitter has done over the last 24 hours but um, I think the Packers are going to be fine yeah pretty much we just want we want them to use Aaron Jones more yes so did everybody else <laughs> um, the uh, going to uh, uh, we talked a little bit on yesterday's episode about Matt Breida. Uh, the belief is that his injury isn't serious and he has not yet been ruled out for Monday Night Football this next week. So Yeah, so all of you Alfred Morris owners continue to sit in uh, anxious suspense slash anger that your uh, handcuff continues to be just valuable enough to keep him on your bench but not valuable enough to start. <laughs> uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's Ed Bouchette suggests Le'Veon Bell and James Conner could be used in a committee when Bell ends his holdout. And all the James Conner owners said, crap. And all the Lev Bell owners said, crap, crap. <laughs> that is not a good situation for anyone. No, it's not. Really, what they should do is just make, they just need to make Le'Veon Bell their slot receiver. And run the ball with James Conner. That would be interesting because Washington has done nothing so Correct. far this season. And Le'Veon Bell, how many times has Le'Veon Bell actually lined up in no wide receiver sets as the slot receiver? Very often. So uh, that's a very off uh, the cuff question. I could have had that stat for you, but you know. <laughs> uh, Cardinals signed former Titans and Bears wide receiver Kendall Wright to one year contract. That's not going to help out their pass game very much. Their passing game's garbage. Coach Pat Shermer said Monday that Evan Ingram with his MCL has a, quote, shot to play Thursday night against the Eagles. I'm in a 10-team league that someone dropped Evan Ingram two weeks ago. That person's a fool, but I would err on the side of caution of not playing Evan Ingram this week. Oh, what I would do is I'd continue to play David Njoku, who's gotten a major boost with Baker Mayfield back, and I would just pick him up and let him sit on the, you know, pick up, you know, Evan Ingram and sit on the bench for, you know, a week or two to figure out, you know, if he's going to be healthy. Yeah, and Njoku's got a, a solid matchup. I mean, the Chargers did hold Cook to like four catches and 40 yards, one of his lower production games, but Njoku should do pretty well against the Chargers. Yeah. Um. Uh, here we go. Uh, Kyle, oh, he, later on we talked about uh, Brita. Uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan actually has later said that Matt Brita will not practice Thursday, and is doubtful to play Week Six against the Packers. So he probably he's doubtful. He has not been ruled out for Monday Night Football, but he's doubtful at this point. Yeah. Um. Back to Le'Veon Bell. 
I know we covered him so much, but he's in the news a lot. We have no choice. Yeah. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that the Eagles have not pursued a trade for holdout Le'Veon Bell and, quote, have no plans to do so. For those of you who hadn't seen anything or hadn't heard, the Philadelphia Eagles restructured Fletcher Cox's contract to free up $8 million in cap space this year and an extra $11 million in cap space next year. And for those of you who are not uh, familiar with contract negotiations and those kinds of things, why on earth would you restructure now to free up that amount of space? Not only that, but why would the player do that to free up that space now? I mean, he's going to get his money regardless. He's just going to get it later. But why would, why would a team restructure their money now to not go make a move now? Yeah, the, was it the trading deadline is what, October 30th? Yeah. Trading so, deadline's coming up quick. Yeah, it's in the next few weeks. So we, don't, we do not have a whole lot of time left. And so I think I think they're looking to make it, you know, and it may not be Le'Veon Bell. Maybe they're looking to move somewhere with someone else. Yeah, it may be a different running back, but uh, I would I considering that Ajayi's now out, that Clement has been dealing with injuries. Sproles has been dealing with injuries. Wendell Smallwood, uh, we'll talk about him in just a second, but uh, I believe he's the guy that to own. They're gonna need more than just Smallwood, healthy in the backfield. Yeah, and again, the reason that we're the reason that we're covering all this because it was pinned to the top. The Eagles have placed running back Jai on injured reserve with a torn ACL. They believe that it's just the ACL is the only damage that he has to his knee, and this yeah. is not the same ACL that he tore coming out of Boise State. Yeah, an ACL is an ACL, but it, to me, at least now he can rest his broken back. <laughs> True. <laughs> So that's why we're that's why we've been talking about you know the Eagles and, and Le'Veon Bell. They're going to have to make some sort of move. Um, Corey Clement can get the job done. And while everyone keeps saying that Wendell Smallwood just isn't isn't that great, you look at his fantasy stats, and his fantasy stats have been great. He's been very efficient scoring points in fantasy. Um, so you know. As long as You're Wendell Smallwood, all my all my talking points here. You're welcome. <laughs> as long as as long as uh, you know, even if it's a split backfield between Clement and and uh, Smallwood, I think they'll both remain pretty, um, pretty fantasy relevant throughout this. Yeah. But really, if they really I, they really want to get a big back to pound yes. it, because neither one of those guys are bruisers at all. No. They they want they want their blount back, yeah, basically. So that is it for the headlines. Now it is time to move into our biggest uh, uh, segment of the of the week. It's time for some waiver wire madness. Waiver wire madness. All right, so I'm going to kick it off here in talking about your uh, week six waiver wire acquisitions um, right now quarterbacks for this week that are going to be on by are Stafford from the Lions and Drew Brees from the Saints and so uh, I've got two quarterbacks for you both are owned in less than 40% of leagues so they're widely available uh, and I'm going to start with Baker Mayfield 
He's currently owned in 38.2% of ESPN leagues. Baker just threw for 342 yards against a very tough Baltimore defense. Um, now, it took Deshaun Watson last year a few weeks to get under his feet, and then he took off. Now, Watson has better legs than Baker, uh, but it takes a few weeks to get under your feet. Now that he is uh, accustomed to the offense and I think a little bit more up to speed with the NFL, uh, he's going to uh, also face a stretch here coming up that is very, very kind to quarterbacks and fantasy points. He faces the Chargers, who had a better than normal game against Derek Carr this last week, but then he has the Buccaneers, Steelers, Chiefs, then Falcons. That is like murderer's row of defenses that you can absolutely put points on and destroy. So um, as buys continue to come up, those are uh, great streaming weeks. If you have, say you have Stafford and Baker Mayfield, this is a week you want to play them. Not, don't go grab anybody else because you've got a quarterback that's putting up uh, back-to-back weeks of almost 300 yards. I think it was 295 and then 300 plus. So you've got a quarterback putting up yards, getting consistent points. He's going to turn the ball over. What a great option for the next couple of weeks as we get into more and more buys. Yeah, I, I like Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's definitely a, definitely that good streamer option uh, going into going into these next few weeks, especially as all these bye weeks are coming up. Um, he's, I mean, he's off my radar personally. Uh, the the two leagues that that I'm in, uh, the one I'm already have streaming options, you know, basically as my quarterbacks, and in the second one. Uh, I've got Andrew Luck, who's finally starting to really get going and lighten it up. So, you know, I'm pretty set for quarterback. But for those who are stream who stream quarterbacks, uh, Baker Mayfield's definitely definitely an option for you. So, yeah, coming in uh, at my number two quarterback to grab this week would be Jameis Winston. Uh, currently owned in 12.6 percent of ESPN leagues, he's widely available. Um, he's coming off of the week four bye, where he's had plenty of time to get first team reps, plenty of practice. Uh, and he did fairly well against Chicago in the second half, throwing for 145 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. One of them was not his fault. Uh, but that was all done in obvious passing situations. They were down by a lot against Chicago. They had to throw to try and get back in the game. And then they just kind of worked on some stuff because they knew they were going to lose. The justification for Winston right now is the same type of justification that was widely used for years in starting Matthew Stafford. Bad defense, no running game to speak of. So if you're going to look at playing Jameis Winston, there is going to be plenty of opportunity for passing yardage production. And this week is a great week to do it because he's going up against Atlanta, who's a great team to stream against, like we mentioned with Baker Mayfield in coming weeks. And as Atlanta hit the way it was Dalton Dalton a couple weeks ago. Exactly. Great, great streaming option that we talked about a couple weeks ago was Dalton when they played or two weeks ago. Uh, And, and, Atlanta has given up three passing touchdowns in each of the last four weeks. So on that trend, Jameis Winston should throw for three touchdowns this week. So streamable option based off of buys. I like Baker above Jameis, but if you need a player to play this week, I think I may give the nudge to Jameis Winston based off of the defense he's going to be facing. Yeah, I – you know, he's again. He's a he's another very viable streaming option. He's a, a guy that I've used in years past, um, the last couple of years 
in terms of streaming guys. So I definitely think that he is, he is a viable option for streaming. Personally, for me, there's someone else on that team that I'm going to be looking at, but I'll cover that later. Yeah, we'll get into that one in just a second. I'm going to move on to uh, our running back situation. And so for me, number one, and I have this player as the number one player to own uh, as the number one waiver wire target for the week, above tight ends, above quarterbacks, above wide receivers, and that's Wendell Smallwood. Uh, currently owned in 7.5% of ESPN leagues. Jay Ajayi is going on injured reserve. Now it's Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood. And I like Smallwood to take the lead out of this backfield. Clement's been dealing with injuries the last two weeks, and um, his ability to come back for from his hamstring issue is still in question for week six, although he should be practicing this week. Um, Smallwood only got six touches this last week. But he turned that into 71 yards and a touchdown. If you're hurting at running back, Wendell Smallwood should be your number one priority. But I'm going to preface it with this. I've already told somebody else who was set at running back, who doesn't, who would not play or start uh, Wendell Smallwood on any other week at all, ever, because he's got people like Kamara and uh, uh, like Carryon Johnson and, and some some more solid players. Those are running backs that are on buys this week, obviously, but he's got like Hunt. He's got players that are going to be perfectly fine to play above Wendell Smallwood. I told him to hold off because his waiver wire priority should be spent on wide receivers. So he should hold and maintain that number one waiver priority for next week in case of injury. So um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Wendell Smallwood? I mean, we did talk about him briefly, but what are your thoughts here? I like Wendell Smallwood. I, you know, I understand that, that there, there are things outside of the specific stats that tend to be a reason why a guy doesn't get played as much. Why he was, I want to say he was actually inactive for a game or two. Um, you know, they, they love Corey Clement. You know, Jay Ajayi was their guy. Um, they've had Sproles injured. Sproles hasn't been able to be healthy. And so I think that, Given the opportunity, Wendell Smallwood can prove to be a very good option, not only for fantasy, but for the Philadelphia Eagles backfield. And I think that, you know, personally, from what I've seen in the tape that I've seen, I think that he should be getting more playing time. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why we focus on Wendell Smallwood. Corey Clement could be a. Uh an option for you if you're later in the waiver wire and you want to grab somebody who may still have production there. Uh, I, I look at this situation much like last year's situation. Uh, is, it, is it the Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris kind of situation with, with the Cowboys when you had to pick one or, or at the beginning of the year? Is it the Brita or, uh, or once again, Alfred Morris situation where you've got to pick two where you're kind of going off of not a lot of game film and you've got to pick one my preference is Wendell Smallwood, but Corey Clement is fine to grab later. Um, moving on uh, to my next one, number two would be Donta Foreman, uh, currently owned in 6.1% of leagues. We talked about him last week. Uh, his ownership is going to skyrocket this week as Lamar Miller is still dealing with his chest injury. Like we mentioned before, slated to play this week. Uh, and Blue was the start of this last week and did very well this last week, getting tons of production, especially in PPR. Uh, Donta Foreman proved last year uh, 
that he was better than Blue, obviously, but was really on the heels of Lamar Miller. Considering Miller's injuries this year and his age getting up there, look for Foreman to get work consistently when he comes back. The Texans have already come out and said that he is ready to go when he comes back and is available uh, the week that he does come back. I would not start him week seven because it's Jacksonville, but I believe that Foreman can be a second half of the season play that can help you win your leagues. So grab him now because everyone will be talking about him next week. Already grabbed him in the league that he, in the one league that he was available. I, uh, I won't say I cost myself the week because there were other, other things that just happened to happen in my league that cost me. But um, this is the league where uh, the amount of points scored against me is only four less points than the highest scoring player in the league. So that's kind of how my season has gone there. And because of it, I will be two and three this week and very well could end up being two and four after next week. Um, I've got, I've got down to four. I dropped a kicker and waited until after the first slate of games, the 10 o'clock games were through three quarters before I picked up a kicker from the latter half, the oh, latter half of the day and dropped someone else. Yeah, moving on, uh, my last one, we talked about him uh, last week as well. Naheem Hines currently owned in 46.9% of ESPN leagues. Uh, this is easy. Um, the Colts can't run at all right now, and their defense uh, may be more banged up than the Falcons after so many injuries during the Patriots game. Um, Naheem Hines is really used in that uh, kind of like a Danny Woodhead role uh, slash Austin Eckler slash Darren Sproles role, where he's more involved in the passing side of things. And with the Colts needing to pass the ball more and more and more, he'll be more involved. Even with Mac potentially coming back, Mac will practice this week. But if he doesn't get a full practice, he probably will not play by the time it gets around to the game this weekend. Um, but the Colts defense has given up 37 or 38 points over the last two weeks. Um, uh, Naheem Hines has proven himself to be electric in the passing game. Doyle and T.Y. Hilton are still banged up. Their status is still not yet clear for the game this week against the Jets. So Hines is still a valuable add. Yeah, he was added this last week by my opponent and went off. And so, that, again, that was one of the circumstances that happened to happen that cost me this past week. Uh, I'll, he's, he is definitely the pass-catching back um, you know, he has put up a lot of points the last couple of weeks in PPR because of, because of his usage there. Again, as long as he's able to hold on to the ball, he will keep that role. So, Yeah, that's it for the, uh, the quarterbacks and the running backs. Ryan, how about you take us into wide receivers and tight ends? All right. So into the wide receivers and tight ends, we are going to start off. Um, again, I, I use the Yahoo numbers. I, yeah, I'm sorry if that's confusing to some of you guys, but I have problems with the ESPN app and I have problems with just ESPN fantasy football in general. So I stick with what I know and I go with Yahoo. So going with that, we are starting off with Muhammad Sanu. He is 32% owned in Yahoo and I'm sure he's probably owned less than that in, in uh, ESPN leagues. Um, if you look at his stats for this year, let me actually pull up the game logs. There we go. That's what I was like. Um, He's actually had a pretty decent season so far. In five games, he's had 20 receptions for 257 yards and a couple of touchdowns. 
you know, a lot of people uh, have kind of moved away from Sanu because of the, uh, because of the, basically the coming out party that Calvin Ridley has had the last few weeks. However, if you look at Muhammad Sanu, even in that massive game that Calvin Ridley had, Sanu still had four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. You know, the um, week, the week, go ahead. Sanu is owned in 53% of ESPN leagues. Okay. Yeah, so if you could provide the if you could provide the numbers, yeah. you know the percentages while I'm, um, the next week in Cincinnati he goes six receptions for 111 yards, and then the week after that, you know this past week against Pittsburgh, it's four for 73 and a touchdown. He is still the number two. Really, it's between him and, and Calvin Ridley, it's two A and two B. Well, really, and to to throw a jab here. Um, Ridley would be number based off touchdowns. Ridley would be one. Sanu would be two, and Jones would be three. Because Jones still has yet to find his way to the end zone. As far as the red zone goes, let's. It, as far as red zone <laughs> targets, yes, that's the way it would go. So, um, correction. I am in no way saying that Julio Jones is not the best receiver on his team. Um, really, with Mohamed Sanu, it's it's. Uh, he is productive. He is a flex play. He is a, a, a bi-week fill-in. If you're struggling at wide receiver, if you draft really running back heavy and just your wide receivers haven't worked out, he is a guy that you can plug in and get some production out of in your flex spot, especially in the deeper leagues. So um, moving on, number two, now that the bye week is over for him, it's time to start screaming his name again. It's time to own Chris Godwin. Uh, he is owned in 38% of Yahoo leagues. He's owned in 39.7 of ESPN. Okay. And I happen to be one of those owners in ESPN. Um, so far on the season, you know, the last week against Chicago wasn't great, but let's be honest, no one really was all that great in Chicago for Tampa Bay, except for Deshaun Jackson went five for 111 or something like that. So yeah. Deshaun does his uh, big boom kind of catch and run stuff, but uh, not much else. That was also last week was also the first game without a touchdown for Chris Godwin. Yeah. He is uh, he has had three, five, five, and two catches. He's at, so 15 catches, 193 yards in four games. So he's averaging, was it just under 50, just under 50 yards a game, which will put him right around 800 yards. And that's if he doesn't improve at all. And that's if nothing, you know, if Deshaun Jackson doesn't go out with his normal hamstring injuries that he does every year. Yeah. So um, he is definitely the, he is the wide receiver three. But we'll easily hop into that number two spot once, uh, you know, if Deshaun Jackson goes down. And he showed a lot of chemistry at the end of last season with Jameis Winston when Jameis Winston came back. And both, at, and both Evans and, and Jackson were out. So, um, yeah. so he's my number two. Number three, this is a – I mean, we're going deeper again here. This is a, this is a deep one. Willie Sneed. And we were really high on Willie Sneed last year. Um, what we didn't know was that Willie Sneed was, gonna get was really high. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that was high um, and got suspended for like two to three games last year and just never got involved in the Saints offense. Um, and so this year he has, after five games, he's again averaging that, that five catches, 
five catches, 50 yards. He only has one TD, but again, this is a PPR type of guy. Um, you know, five catches and 50 yards, that's 10 points in PPR right there. That's a flex play. Yeah. Um, and with, with the fact that Alex Collins is having trouble holding on to the ball, he is definitely, I mean, he is definitely a guy that the, at this point may get more points than Alex Collins by the end of the year. So yeah, that's saying a lot. Yeah. So um, he is definitely a guy that, that, again, if you're struggling a wide receiver, if you drafted really running back heavy, this is the way to go is Willie is Willie Sneed. So it's, it's, this is a guy that, that can get you some points in PPR. So that's it for the wide receivers. Moving on to the tight ends. And we're just going to hop into this one right away. Own in 31% of leagues, Cameron Brait. We are getting the Cameron Brait train going again. So we did a little bit of a little bit of research, a little bit of statistical analysis, and here's what we've come up with. Over the last couple seasons, Cameron Brait really would drop off like completely midway through the season last year and then came back. And then the beginning of this year did almost nothing. And there's a correlation there. And no, it's not O.J. Howard. The correlation was Ryan Fitzpatrick, his fellow Harvard alum. I look back at the stats over the last two-plus seasons now. Cameron Brait with Jameis Winston averages per 16 games 50 catches for 667 yards and eight tds that's a top 10 tight end in every single ppr league period yes hands down easy top 10 easy top 10 without Jameis winston with ryan fitzpatrick as his quarterback cameron Brait over five games averaged 1.2 catches for 12 yards Tell me, Jameis Winston is not a huge improvement for Cameron Brait. Getting into last year, I remember listening to one of the other podcasts. Um, there had actually been um, an interview that one of the one of our you know friendly another podcast that we know had done with one of the beat writers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they had said that. Winston's favorite target to throw to was not Mike Evans. We have pounded Mike Evans for his inability to run crisp routes, his laziness when it comes to route running. Jameis Winston's favorite target was Cameron Brait because Winston always knew that Brait would be exactly where he needed to be to catch the ball every time. Especially on third downs. Especially on third downs. So, again, I cannot blow the Cameron Brait train whistle loud enough, especially right now with O.J. Howard missing for a couple games, um, possibly for three or four. Because even with O.J. Howard in there, with Jameis Winston uh, throwing the ball around, last year in 13 games, Brait still finished with, I want to say, 47 catches, for about uh, 600 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah. That's still right on that wa- uh, tight, end t- tight end 10 threshold, that top, top 10 tight end threshold. So if you haven't heard me say it yet or haven't been paying attention, pick up Cameron Brait 
Yes. Currently owned 16.7% of ESPN leagues. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah. That will skyrocket this week. That That's going to go up in uh, a ton. So, all right. Moving on. Uh, for back to the uh, tight ends. Uh, for our my number two target, this is more of a because there's no one else. <laughs> um, uh, Jeff Swaim of the Dallas Cowboys, he's kind of stepped up a little bit in terms of being kind of the top target um, at the tight end position for uh, Dak Prescott. But it's still not a whole lot. He said, was it three receptions, five, three, three, on four, seven, five, and three targets. Um, 14 receptions, 159 yards, only one TD. Really, it's more, this is a, this is a play to just make sure you get a few points and not get skunked with a zero. Yeah, one of the things that I'll add to the Jeff Swain topic is that in looking at his stats here, uh, he's averaged or, or he has scored 9, 12, and 8 points in PPR leagues. He scored one touchdown. But if there is a way to open up the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it is using the tight end. Travis Kelsey, once again, a much better player. Five catches for 100 yards this last week. Jeff Swain could be utilized. Once again, there's not many other pass-catching options that are worth playing in Dallas. So Jeff Swain could, by the end of the season, maybe the number one receiver in terms of target share uh, for their offense. So, yeah, so that's, that's, I mean, the only other person that's, you know, really kind of gets that kind of, you know, consistent throws. Well, it's starting to become Ezekiel Elliott, but the only other guy is going to be um, uh, Cole Beasley. Yes. Which, again, he's more of that low-end kind of wide receiver target that PPR by week only because he doesn't score a touchdown. So the last guy I'm going to throw out there, um, CJ Uzuma from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Again, this is more of a he should do all right for you. He's not going to do a whole lot. Uh, Dalton tends to trust his tight ends towards the red zone. That was really all of um, Tyler Eifert's production. A lot of the times was his ability to catch the ball in the red zone. Um, Uzma over the last few games, not a whole lot of targets. One, four, two, one, two. But he's getting, you know, a couple of receptions a game, you know, 40 yard, you know, 30 to 40 yards, a touchdown. He's got one touchdown. Again, this is a, this is a, if you really need someone just to make sure you get a couple points. His, his efficiency is great because he's only been, he has nine catches, but he's only been targeted 10 times. Yeah. So that's a 90% catch rate. So when they go to him, you're likely, you are 90% likely to get some sort of production from him. And you've got great matchups in Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay coming up for the next three weeks. Yeah. So, um, so like I said, not a great option. This is a, if you're desperate, if you've lost, you know, a couple of tight ends to, um, couple of tight ends to injury, we've had a couple of them already go to IR, and you you need someone to fill space. So, yeah, uh, CJ Uzuma. So that's uh, that's all I've got for the tight ends. So we have officially finished our waiver wire madness for week six. Justin, do you have anything else? 
No, that's it for me. All righty. Well, again, we want to thank you for listening to the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. Real quick shout-out again. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, screenshot it, and DM us on one of our, one of our um, social media sites, whether that's on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, Instagram. or Instagram. Wherever you can find us, make sure to DM us a screenshot of that to get your name entered in for the $100 drawing. We would greatly appreciate that. The more, pe the more people you also tell to sign up and can prove that you told them, uh, you'll get your name in the, uh, in the drawing even more. So, yeah. And the more people that are entered in, the more $100 prizes there are to win. So it does help you to get more people involved. Alrighty. Well, again, we want to thank you for listening to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast again. My name is Ryan. This is Justin. And we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.